This is the Tree of Life Season 2 Chapter 9. In this episode, we will be talking about the environmental complements of sublimation and linking it to the consolidation of archetypal territoriality within a family line. To start off, it is likely that the capacity of a social actor to sublimate has less to do with the environment than it does with heredity. However, the ability of a social actor to do so is largely determined by scarcity of resources and demand and supply. That is to say, that since archetypal consensual actors require the act of sublimation to consolidate and acquire territory for passing on to their children, environmental factors play a key role in this process. First of all, let us return to the example of the dance floor with the woman who is approached by a single suitor, the spatial non-consensual actor. In the imposition of sublimation upon that spatial non-consensual actor, through the incorporation of sublimating language into the verbalizations of the archetypal consensual actor pursuant to the expectations of the spatial actor, one must take into consideration factors that relate to scarcity, supply and demand. In other words, although the incorporation of sublimating language into the verbalizations of the archetypal consensual actor draws other suitors, a manifestation of the extent to which that spatial territoriality is in play, and also the extent to which the territoriality is capable of transformation into an archetypal assignment, or meme, this can only occur if other spatial non-consensual actors are proximate. This is to say, that supply plays a factor in whether or not an archetypal consensual actor is incentivized to sublimate rather than merely accede to the expectations of the spatial non-consensual actor. Likewise, demand also plays a role. For even if there are numerous other potential suitors present, the relative demand of the archetypal consensual actor determines the number of available partners, thus the value of sublimating language within the verbalizations of the archetypal consensual actor. This is a somewhat silly example of course. But the point is, that sublimation of an impulse, most especially an impulse in relation to meeting the expectations of a spatial non-consensual actor, can be modified by factors related to the abundance of resources or vice versa. Which is to say that the ability of an archetypal consensual actor to sublimate and thereby consolidate territoriality, is heavily dependent upon the resources available to defer the expectations of the spatial non-consensual actor. This means that social factors governing allocation of resources in a society are tied closely to the consolidation of intellectual territoriality by specific families. More loosely, the pairing of spatial non-consensual actors and archetypal consensual actors romantically generating the acquisition and consolidation of intellectual territoriality, involves to some degree the linking of sexual expectations to intellectual ones amongst interacting people. Which is to say, that spatial non-consensual actors can acquire unconsolidated territoriality by linking of sexual expectation matching to intellectual expectations. Likewise, since archetypal consensual lines generate spatial non-consensual actors through a process of othering and the lack of an archetypal assignment, it is likely this is done to conserve resources, sublimation linked, for other offspring, whilst improving the chance for the spatial non-consensual offspring to adapt to a changing or new environment. Which is to say, 
that since parental investment is the final stage in the biological process of reintegration of offspring within an archetypal consensual line, after expulsion, scarcity with respect to that factor is often determinative. All of this being said, since spatial non-consensuality is associated with dissonant consensualities and negation, the fragmentation of an archetypal lineal line by virtue of creation of a spatial non-consensual actor, produces a lack of political consolidation within a state. The presence of too many othered spatial non-consensual actors generated by archetypal lineal lines, causes fragmentation of the consensus reality of the state and a lack of consolidation of the territory within that state. Dissonant consensualities within the bounds of a state cause social stresses, which can undermine the consensus reality by altering the expectations which people meet for or against interest. Likewise, the linking of dissonant consensualities caused by a spatial non-consensual actor joining an outgroup further to the telescopic effect results in fragmentation that if not managed properly can be destructive to the order within the state. But still, the linking of disparate system members through the telescopic effect crossing international boundaries is part of globalization. The question becomes how does a domestic state manage the dissonant consensuality? The answer is, because there is linking between a domestic individual's objects of consciousness and a foreign outgroup individual's objects of consciousness, through the telescopic effect, the domestic individual must be managed accordingly. For example, if an individual is regressive or acting against the interests of the domestic state, that is expectation matching impairs the order of the state, that behavior must be funneled into a productive use for the individual within a state. The structure of the state plays a role in this as well. Checks and balances are required within the structure of the state to accommodate dissonant consensualities and spatial non-consensual actors who are linked telescopically to the outgroup. By funneling these individuals into archetypal assignments which facilitate the order of the state, or finding a balance of power between the citizen and the state, problems in relation to fragmentation can be ameliorated. That's the end of the podcast for today.